Are you someone who doesn't take life too seriously? Do you sometimes find that a shot of whiskey isn't only deserved, but needed? If you said yes to either of those, welcome to the Whiskey and Lace podcast, where we have honest chats with everyday people, shit shows and all. I'm your host, Erica Altus, and I'm here to empower you to be the best version of yourself and perhaps share in a shot of whiskey. Now pour yourself a glass of wine and let's go. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Whiskey and Lace podcast. Today I'm flying solo. I'm actually in my bedroom. My children are out in the living room. So if by chance they interrupt me, I apologize from the get-go. Um, today's episode is, is probably going to arguably be the hardest one for me to record. Um, if you followed me on Instagram, I've shared this story there. And that's actually what set off on my podcast journey. When I shared this story, so many people were like, Erica, you got to start a podcast. And I was like, really? And I wasn't going to turn this this story into a podcast, but you know, a lot of my friends and family and people that I'm working with were like, Erica, do it because not everybody's, you know, that follows you on Instagram is going to listen, be the same listener that listened to your podcast. So I was like, okay, fine. So here I am. Uh, if you're new here, oftentimes people will wonder, where did the name Whiskey and Lace come from? And it took me eight years to share that story on my Instagram account. I would get asked, Every single time I put up a Q&A box, like, why the name Whiskey and Lace? Like, what? Wh- why, why not Wine and Lace, you know? Because I share a lot about wine. And every time that somebody would ask me that question, it was like a dagger to my side. Like, ugh. You know, I just like, it was like an elephant in the room almost. But like, I just would avoid it. So nobody really knew. But I knew people were curious. And some people have followed me since the beginning of Whiskey and Lace 1.0, for lack of a better like term. And they knew this, they knew some of the story, but I never truly shared it because to be honest, um, it was a very, very challenging time in my life. Um, when I took over Whiskey and Lace, the brand, it was one of the hardest things I've ever been through. And there was also another person involved, my like ex best friend, for lack of a better term. And I just, out of respect for her, out of respect for the situation, I just, I never felt really comfortable sharing what had happened until this past February in 2023 um, when I got some closure that I felt like I really needed. And I decided, you know what? Fuck it. Like, there's probably other people who have been through similar situations like I have um, who probably feel alone like I did. So I just felt like the timing was right. But that almost took a decade. (laughs) Uh, But some things just, you know, are you know, it's okay to keep them close to your heart. And this was one of those things where I didn't want to open up about it for many reasons because I would get emotional and I have I have tissues sitting right here next to me now because it's still a story that, um, you know, will, will sometimes bring tears. So where did the name Whiskey and Lace come from? Well, if you backtrack to 20, like 14, I had a best friend and we were many things to one another. Not only were we best friends, but she was also my husband's best friend's girlfriend. (laughs) She was also my assistant when I worked at Roxy and Quicksilver. And she was also obviously my best friend. So we were a lot of things to one another. And had I known, had I known then what I know now, I, I probably would have like, obviously been like, no, we should not do this. And you know, like the saying, like, don't mix like friendship with business or business with friendship. Yeah, I understand what people mean when they say that because um, I would never do it again, to be honest with you, because it was such a 
terrible ending that like, I mean, it was worth it, but it wasn't, you know, it's hard to kind of explain, but I had this friend and we decided, Hey, let's start an online boutique. That should be fun. And we were really like excited about it. Like it took us quite a while actually to get it off the ground. We'd spoke to different people about investing. Um, and we just had this like idea of starting this online boutique. So we launched it. And I think for me personally, oh, and before I continue on with the story, I want to say that this episode of this podcast is all from my perspective. She may like have a complete different recollection on what happened. Um, but this is just how I felt it went down. And so I also want to put out there that I have the utmost respect for her. I am loving her from afar. I wish her nothing but health and success and love and all the positive things in her life. Um, so I just want to say that before I continue. Um, anyways, so we started a boutique and I feel that I quickly realized that we maybe bit off more than we could chew. We had high hopes for this, that it was going to be like the next big thing. But what I quickly realized was that I had way too much on my plate. And once I had Austin in 2014, it became very, very quickly like realized that I had too many balls up in the air. And not to mention this old friend of mine had broken up with um, my husband's best friend and had moved um, about an hour south to San Francisco. So the business was up here in Santa Rosa and I had just had this baby, which you know, if you're a first time mom, what comes with that. And I had too much going on. And where I had the biggest fault in this um, situation was I let resentment build for almost a full year. I think I hinted things along the way, like, you know, hey, I need more help or, you know, like this just isn't working, you know, like financially it just wasn't succeeding. But I didn't have that sit down conversation like I'm fucking drowning and I don't know what to do and I need more from you. And that is something that I learned big time. And instead, I just kind of like let it let things fester to the point where July in 2015, I kind of just like dropped a bomb on her. And I was like, I no longer want to do whiskey and lace. And at the time, as she was my assistant, I I also, the surf industry was struggling. And so I couldn't afford to also keep her on as my assistant. So I basically dropped two bombs on her at once. And that probably wasn't the best thing to do. But I knew in my mind, like, my family had to come first. My marriage had to come first. And um, I couldn't let go of Roxy and Quicksilver because that's where my income was coming from. And the only thing that could give me some relief from stress was whiskey and lace. And so my intention with, with telling her, hey, I can no longer have you as my assistant. I'm also no longer wanting to do whiskey and lace was you take this over. And I quickly realized she wanted nothing to do with that. And so I ended up getting a lawyer involved and I paid a lawyer to kind of figure out what our options were. And he came back to me and he said, okay, you have four options. Um, we had an LLC and he's like, you can either sell whiskey and lace together and divide the sale that you get between the two of you. You guys could liquidate all your inventory and then divide your liquidations, pay off your debt, all those things. One of you can buy the other one out. Like I can buy her out or she can buy me out. And I presented her with all these options and I will never forget that we were in Lake Tahoe and she's like, I choose option two, you buy me out. 
And I was kind of like, first of all, you don't just get to choose that. Like, I have to want to do that. Um, but also like, no, this isn't what I fucking wanted. Like I have too much on my plate, but I'll never forget Mark motherfucking Altus looked at me at Jake's on the Lake while we were eating fish tacos. That's how much I remember this. And he looks at me, he goes, buy the fucking thing. And I just sat there like, what? Like buy it? Like, I don't, I don't want it. And he's just like, call her bluff, do it. We'll figure it out. And so I ended up sending her a check and I ended up buying whiskey and lace when I didn't have any intention of doing so. And that was the really the end of a friendship. And when I tell you that we were close, I mean, next to Mark, she was the closest person to me in my life. I invited her to be in the room when Austin was born. She couldn't be there because she had to do some work stuff for us. Um, she was my person um, next to Mark. I mean, we did everything together. Some weeks I would see her more than I would see Mark because we would travel for Roxy and Quicksilver. So to have a friendship end the way that it did was um, something that, um, I mean, I'll get choked up talking about it again, um, was something I don't wish upon anybody. I, sorry, it was the hardest year after I bought it from her. It was the hardest year of my life. And um, uh, sorry, I just need a second. Um, and I want to say that I, uh, I tried my best to keep our friendship like the priority in this situation. I voiced very much that I didn't want to allow our business and my decisions that I had to make that were best for my family to affect our friendship. And she didn't want that same thing. And, uh, and the thing was, is that you can't force somebody to be your friend or stay your friend after you've hurt them. And that was something I quickly realized. And um, so, you know, we we just went our separate ways. And so then I was left with whiskey and lace. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? On top of being a new mom who was struggling with postpartum depression um, and things like that, I, I just was not in a good place mentally and emotionally. And um, I don't know what came over me, but I, you know, I just, I think I got into like a survival mode. Like, okay, have this. There's an Instagram account that I think at the time had like 10,000 followers or something like that. And I was like, what am I going to do with this? And blogging was kind of like on the rise. So I decided like, oh, okay. Like I like to, you know, share my outfits. I am a creative person and I love to host parties. Like I'll just start a blog. Like it was going to be some easy thing. Um, and I can now see like looking back that that maybe, that maybe hurt her. Um, and I could see how that that would hurt her. I mean, I fair and square bought the business from her and I bought the name Whiskey and Lace, but, you know, to turn it into all about me. And I literally turned that around in like three months was probably pretty shocking to her and it probably pissed her off. Um, and so, but I, but again, like I had to do what I had to do and I don't regret it because here I am now. And so I started a blog and that was, yeah, that was that. And I get asked often, do I ever see her? And the answer is no. And um, thankfully, you know, we live in separate towns and things like that. So I know that if you're going through a friendship breakup and you have the same circle of friends, I really can't speak to that because that just wasn't our case. But I also get asked, you know, like why eight years and what led you to finally share and what was the closure? And that's a pretty interesting, that's a pretty interesting story. I... <laughs> This like last year, so in 2022, Mark and I went to Z Watt and and 
we were in the airport and a month prior to even going on that trip, somebody had mentioned that my ex-business partner and friend had, um, had gotten married. And I was so happy to hear that, you know, and I, I just, again, like I've always just wished her nothing but the best. And I heard that she got married and um, someone showed me a picture of them on their wedding day and she looked absolutely stunning. And I, so I saw a picture of her and her husband. And so fast forward a month after seeing those photos and we're in the airport in Zihuatanejo and I look up at the bar and I was like, Mark, and mind you, the Zihuatanejo airport is like really fucking small. <laughs> not a big airport. Um, And so I look up and I see this person and I was like, I think that's so-and-so's husband. And he's like, no fucking way. And I'm like, yeah, that really looks a lot like him. But I had only seen one picture of him. So it wasn't like I like knew him or anything like that. And so we decided to pull out our phones. Like everybody does. When you think you know somebody, you go to social media, like, is this this person? And sure enough, um, it was him. And I was like, what are the odds? And I'm kind of thinking in my head, like, where is she? This is so random. It's such a small airport in Mexico. Like, how, how is this happening? So we ended up boarding the plane and I'm sitting in the middle seat. Mark's in the um, like aisle seat. And I'm looking around just kind of like, is this guy on our plane and or like on our flight? And they're boarding the plane from the front and the back. And I look behind me and sure enough, he's boarding the plane. And I told Mark, because the seat next to me, the window seat was still open. And I'm like, dude, if he's sitting next to us, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mark's like, there's no way. Sure enough, the guy puts his bag overhead and it's like, that's my seat. And I look at him and I literally send it under my breath. No shit. Like, of course it's your seat. Like universe, like what are you teaching me right now? And, and I was, I was very nervous, you know, in the sense that, um, I don't, I, I don't think about this. I hadn't thought about this situation often and I don't talk about it often. I mean, I've, I've really moved on with my life, but when, you know, when someone like that sits right next to you, it brings up like a lot because it was a really, really hard time in my life. And so right away, Mark couldn't keep his mouth shut actually. And he leans over. He's like, Hey, are you so-and-so? And And he's like, yeah. He's like, and are you married to so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. And I like looked at him and I was just like, um, I'm your wife's ex-business partner and ex-best friend. And he's like, no way. Because he had never met me before. I don't know if she talks to him about me or whatever. And we both were just kind of stunned. And he's like, it's crazy that I'm sitting here because I wasn't supposed to be on this flight. I was supposed to be on a flight on Tuesday. It was Saturday. And, but he had to get home. And he's like, and so I looked at this flight and this was the only seat next. And I was like, of course it was. And he was so nice. And we chatted and he told me a little bit about their wedding and how her family was and things like that. And I told him, I said, can you please relay a message onto her that, you know, I'm just a phone call away. Like if she ever wants to talk to me, um, or, you know, like grab a coffee. I'm, I'm super open to it. Like I have nothing but love for her. And he's like, I'll totally let her know. But sitting there, I'm not going to lie, like sitting there, um, it was not easy again. Like you just, it brings up those old things that happen and feelings. And I just kept asking myself like, why, like, what, what are the odds? You know, like really a believer in the universe doing things for you or against you for a reason. And so I just sat there for five hours and just listened to music and just kind of thought about everything. And when I got home, I decided to send her a text message. And the only other time that I had reached out to her was in 2020 when the pandemic was going on. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to just shoot her a text and let her know I'm thinking of her. And at that time, she responded, which was really nice. But I could still feel like, uh, (laughs) I don't want anything to do with you. And it wasn't in a rude way. It was just that like, glad to hear from you. Like, you know, hope you're doing well. Bye. It wasn't like, let's meet up for coffee. And so when I got back from um, Zihuatanejo, 
I decided to send her a follow-up text just saying I ran into your husband and I and I kind of poured my heart out, like just saying, like, I know that I'm at fault for certain things. I do think, and I will say, I didn't say this the first time that I shared this story. I do think that there it was both of us that, you know, it was a combination of things that led us to where we were. I'm not gonna take 100 percent of the fault for what happened at all. But I will say that there are things looking back that I wish I had done different. Um, but there are also things that I know that I did and I have like, and I know that I like tried to tried my best to save our friendship and to give her as much time as she wanted to, you know, stay with me as my assistant. I told her right when I let her know this news, like you can stay with me as long as you need to, but just know like in the next year, I need to like shift you out of paying you because we were struggling. The surf industry was not doing well. And I also said like, and you can take your time paying me for whiskey and lace, like if you want to buy it. And so I really was trying to be financially sensitive to her during that time. And I really just tried, like I said before, tried to make it clear that I wanted to do anything that I needed to do to make sure that our friendship stayed intact. And so when I reached out to her, I just, you know, this time after Ziwaneo, I just I just said, I'm so sorry if I hurt you, you know, because I know that I dropped bombs in her and I'll, I'll own that piece. Um, but I don't know. I think the hardest part of this, and that took me a really long time to get over, it's not like I've been sitting on it for eight years, but anybody that knows me and is that is really close with me is my friend or my family member. Like, you know that like, I'm your friend for life. Like I like go to bat for my people. I will be your friend. I mean, you'd have to really like royally piss me off in the sense that like you stole from me like a large amount of money. And even that I'd probably forgive you. Um, you'd have to like hurt one of my children or like try to like come after my husband in some sort of sexual way <laughs> in order for me to literally end a friendship. Like I just, I do consider myself a very loyal person. So what I had a hard time with in this situation was that... Um, I don't think I realized that that um, our friendship was as close as I thought it was. And uh, that was really hard to swallow. And it took a lot of therapy to get through that. Um, and she had every right, I guess, to be angry um, and and do what she did. But at the same time, I, I just I, I can't speak for her, but I, I can't understand. I don't think I did anything to the point of um, deserving to not be friends. Honestly, I just wouldn't do that to somebody. I would try to really understand why this person needed to come to this decision. And again, I can't speak for her, but um, that was really hard for me because I couldn't control it, you know? And it was just like, wow, we were so fucking close and, uh, and okay. Like you don't want to be friends with me. So, um, so that was challenging. And her response again, from that text message that I sent kind of pouring my heart out to get back to that was I felt, you know, the same kind of thing. Like she's like, cause I never really felt that I had had closure and she mentioned that she did. She's like, I found closure within myself and she believes that people come into your life for, you know, a lifetime or a season. And apparently I was a season and I, and we were done. And so again, I felt that like that feeling from her of uh, no, like, I don't, there's no chance of me like meeting up with you for a glass of wine to like give each other a hug. And, and again, that's her choice. And I respect that. But that was that in that moment, I felt her energy of like, kind of who she was back when we went, had her falling out. And I just kind of like had this thought, like, 
what am I protecting? Why am I not sharing this? Why am I like so worried that my, like sharing my story with my audience that I've built over the last, you know, eight years, why am I so worried about how that's going to affect somebody who's really doesn't want anything to do with me? And so I just, after seeing her husband and after sending that text and getting the response, I was just like, you know, I'm going to stop protecting her feelings in this and I'm going to share this. And when I did, it felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders and the amount of people who have been through this, who were DMing me, who were lost and never heard anybody really share an experience quite like I did on social media. Um, it made me realize that I made the right decision and in sharing it. And people often ask, like, do you regret stopping the business? And like, and do, would you change anything that you did? And and quite honestly, when I get asked that question, the answer is no. Because I'm really fucking proud that I took a shitty situation and I stood tall and I worked through it through a lot of therapy and I took something I didn't even want and um, and I made it into something great. And I'm really proud of that. And I'm not going to feel ashamed of that. And, you know, to say that didn't come with um, a lot of support or it did come with a lot of support. I could not be where I am today without the support of Mark, my parents, my siblings, my sister-in-laws, um, sorry, um, my friends, because when you lose a friend, it felt like a death. Like it was like this void in my life. Like the person I would always call, you know, when anything happened, the person that I would like laugh my ass off. I mean, we would text all the time. Like it was, it was just gone. And I had a really hard time getting close to women after that. I still had like some really, really good friends who I'm still best friends with today, but I was very gun shy to um, allowing any new close friendships like that into my life again, where we would talk and chat and like, like that person other than Mark, because, you know, it's, it, it was so, it was so hard to go through. Um, but those people in my life, let me tell my story and vent. And, um, and work through it and process it, even though I'm sure Mark, like half the time he's like, you got to get this figured out. And so I did go to therapy and that really did help. So, you know, my advice to anybody that is going through a friendship breakup or has been through one, uh, I feel really sad that you're in that and I know what you're going through and I'm really sorry. Um, and I, and I wish that I had some sort of words to share, like, this is how it's going to, how you're going to get over it. But really there's nothing much more than I can say than time. Time is what will heal you and forgiving yourself. I beat myself up for years over this. Um, and I've now realized that like everything does truly happen for a reason. And, um, maybe there's a reason she's not in my life anymore and, it, and maybe it benefits me, you know, and it benefits her. And, but you know, that's, that's just kind of how it all went down. And, and again, if you're going through something like this, like, don't be afraid to seek help and to write in your, you know, write in a journal and write out how you're feeling. My biggest advice would also be do not take to social media during a friendship breakup and post stupid quotes, you know, like that are like, you can tell her directly, you know, 
towards the person and shit like that. I think it becomes so much more messy. Like hold your head up high and remain classy in it. And um, just don't take those Lobos because it will make you look bad, you know? So anyways, that's, that's really, that's really um, what happened. And oftentimes people do ask, why didn't I change the name Whiskey and Lace? And Actually, I never really touched on the point of where the name Whiskey and Lace came from. My old business partner loved Whiskey and the Rocks, and I was a very, like, feminine, girly girl, and we just thought of those two things and thought it sounded cute together. And we actually saw it on, like, a Chaser t-shirt. I still have that t-shirt, actually. And we were like, that should be our name of our boutique. And uh, so that's where it came about. And people do ask me, like, why, why not change it, you know, like, since you have such a hard time kind of, like, hearing it. And to be quite honest with you, a girlfriend of mine, I called to talk to her. I'll never forget it after this all went down. And I and I shared that. I was like, God, I just feel like maybe I should change the name. And she said to me, she goes, Erica, you paid for that fucking name. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I did. <laughs> like, I paid for it in more ways than one. But financially, I really paid for it. And so I just never changed it. And I like it. And now when I look at Whiskey and Lace and my brand, um, I don't see her. I'm really proud that I can say that I see a community of such strong um, women. I see people who step up um, when I have a need in the sense of donations to my community. I see people who are hilarious and make me laugh every fucking day in my DMs. I see people who are there when I ask for advice, you know, when it comes to anything in my life. Um, I see women who are empathetic and compassionate about the world that we're living in. And I'm really fucking proud of that. And I'm not going to change that name for anybody. And so I want to thank each and every one of you who have been loyal, awesome followers in my community, because without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do this. And um, I'm really, really proud to have you here. And it's not just about me. This brand is more than just me. And I I feel really proud to be able to say that. So that's where this all came came down to and where, you know, where it started and how it and where I am now. And um just know that I'm a DM away if you're going through something like this and you need a friend. Uh, because it can be very, very lonely to go through what I did to go through a friendship breakup. But just know that you aren't alone. And a lot of people are going through it and have been through it. And it's not easy. Sometimes I I honestly feel like it's probably worse than breaking up with a dude. I say that without, you know, knowing that it's it probably isn't. But it, I just think that it's really challenging and we don't talk about it. So anyways, that's my story. And uh, I appreciate anybody who's listening to this for a second time. And if you are new here, welcome. And um, yeah, Whiskey and Lace. Crazy ass story. All right, friends, that's all for today's episode of the Whiskey and Lace podcast. If you liked what you heard, please share the love and leave a review. And remember to join the Whiskey and Lace community by following me on TikTok and Instagram at Whiskey and Lace. And send me a DM to say hi and mention this episode. I'd love to meet you. See you next week. Bye.